The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome back to Answers for Elders radio network. And we're here again with asset protection attorney, Daryl Tuttle. Um, and Daryl, you are a estate and asset protecting protection planning attorney. And we've been talking about a new thing called, well, it's not a new thing to maybe the state of Washington, but something I've never heard about. And that's called a spousal protection trust. And you have just kind of hit us with a bomb about, you know, I know when you said a revocable trust, I was telling you what I thought it was. And you just gave us like, I had no idea that Medicaid does not include a home as an exemption. Um, it does. That it does. If you, surprising. If, if you transfer a personal residence into a living trust, I bet you right now, listening to my voice right now, there are married people who have a living trust. They are so common. You know why? Mm-hmm. I used to be a nice person. I used to be in a good mood. I used to be friendly. <laughs> I used to be all these things. But man, it it it, it really does. It annoys me because um, my, my view is, um, finance, you can't um, swing a cat without running into uh, hitting a financial advisor talking about living trust. And so mm-hmm. the financial services world has just really been blathering about living trust because it's like mm-hmm. a low level probate avoidance, simple trust that lawyers can charge $10,000 for, right? Yeah. And everybody has and everybody loves it. Um, two months ago, um, a gentleman began to argue with me about living trust and um, a non-lawyer in his 80s and um, asked me to read Living Trust for Dummies so I could learn more about Living Trust. I bet you I've drafted hundreds of Living Trusts in my thing. But the thing is, the rules have changed. They're, they're a different set of rules. There's two rules that you have to know. If you transfer a personal residence into a Living Trust for Medicaid purposes, it's no longer exempt. To me, wow. that's poison. Like there's end of statement. However, There's a court of appeals case that said, if you actually had the where for all to have a spousal protection trust in your will, which is the most important asset protection trust in American jurisprudence, it has the most advantages with the fewest disadvantages. It saves the inheritance of the surviving spouse. It's federal law. That trust has been around in the code for decades. But you have to be an elder law attorney, like the skill set that you have to have to get into the Medicaid code and the tax code is so high that there's just not very many people, lawyers in the profession who who are skilled at it. It's too mm-hmm. it's too bad, um, even with my um, passion about it, because, man, I, I, I've done crisis Medicaid cases and VA cases for decades. I mean, I, I once had a client. You know what the law firm record is for the most paid per month for long term care? Per month, $30,000 per month. Oh my goodness. That was an eye opener. I have all kinds of cases around 17 and 18K, um, more at 12, you know, the average, as you know, Mm -hmm. seven to eight or five, you know, depending on where you are. My point is, oh my goodness. When you see that happen to people, people that didn't deserve it, people who, who worked their entire lives and they did not deserve that. They just were misled or they didn't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I got to have some water because, man, I'm getting worked up about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get worked up about it, too, because I have seen a lot of scenarios where, you know, people will go to like a seminar and they think everything's taken care of because they 
paid, you know, thousands of dollars to some guy that's selling them basically something that doesn't really apply to them. It's just a bunch of boilerplate and they don't take into consideration the specific needs of that couple or, you know, maybe a care plan or anything like that. And when we get to the backside of needing care and seeing what their documents are, we really find out, number one, they likely were not reviewed since there's a lot of things have changed. And the other thing is, is they, they didn't really have the proper documents for what applies to their specific situation. And I think that's the, um, that's the thing that really um, concerns me and what I've seen a lot. Well, you know, okay, you've heard the name Susie Orman, right? I love her. Okay, well, I don't love her because she actually okay. sells a living trust kit, and she actually says on her website that a living trust will protect her assets. Oh. A living trust does nothing, nothing. It just avoids probate. The Internal Revenue Service and the Department of Revenue yeah. completely disregard that trust as if it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, like, yeah. To me, that is misrepresentation. Yeah, and I would say Susie Armine is great for someone that – um you know, is trying to put together their assets, you know, when they're not even thinking about long-term care. One of the things that that she has said, though, which I agree with, is that you should never have your executor of your state be one of your heirs. And she is, I agree with that because I see uh, too many situations. Well, uh, okay. So this particular trust, spousal protection trust, the federal code is clear. Mm -hmm. The surviving spouse cannot be the executor or the trustee of her own trust. Berto versus Washington, the case that blew up. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things that went wrong is Mrs. Yeah. Berto was the personal representative. That cannot happen. And the thing is, um, surviving spouses, the spouses say to me, like, you know, I, it, I bet you um, I am so persuasive, Suzanne, that I once, in fact, in the last three months, I failed to convince a woman who works in a nursing home that long-term care costs are high. That's how persuasive I am. Wow. <laughs> and so um, of all the consultations I've had in my entire career, talking about the probability of loss, how the the, the um, estate tax, like to me, estate tax is neutral. I mean, like long-term care is very emotional, mm-hmm. but tax is not. I mean, it's just like, look, Washington is tax obsessed right now. And if you want to double your exemption, do this. Right. My point, my point being that even when people know of this, there's some block to moving forward with a simple solution that guarantees a solution under certain fact patterns. Right. Like if you have a credit shelter trust, you'll double your exemption. If you mm-hmm. have a spousal protection trust, Medicaid liens cannot ever attach that money. Look back periods never apply. Spend downs never apply. Brutal, brutal Medicaid spend downs, which is what every retiree should be afraid of. Even if you think you have it wired through your life and that of your spouse, $30,000 a month for long-term care, although remote possibility, it will clean your clocks. Mm -hmm. It it will ruin everything. And simple little precautions that you can do Mm -hmm. under the force of federal law. Have you ever heard of the name Rick Edelman? Edelman? Uh, no, the, I don't think I have. The largest registered investment advisory firm in the country. He's written books. He's like a financial guru. He has a, a statement in his book that says you cannot transfer, transfer money into a trust for Medicaid purposes and be eligible. And I'm like, wow. oh, really? 1496 
um, DC4A and D4C, which allows people to transfer money into a trust and be eligible the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like um, people who are not legally trained opining about complicated law is a problem. Yeah. Well, and we're going to continue this conversation in this hour talking about how you get started and getting your program put together, your asset protection. And Daryl and I will be right back right after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive promotional discounts and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForEldersRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. (laughs) 